for the first time since 2016, the Texas Rangers are going to the playoffs. We're talking about all that and more on this episode of Locked on Rangers. Let's get into it. You are Locked on Rangers, your daily Texas Rangers podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. You are locked on to the Texas Rangers. I'm Bryce Patrick, a cripplingly addicted Texas Rangers fan since 2010, covering this team for 10 seasons, including all five as the founder and host of the Locked On Rangers podcast. Today is Saturday, September 30th. Your Rangers are 90 and 71. 71? Yes, 71. And they are going to the freaking postseason. They are one game ahead of those stinking Houston Astros in the AL West, and the magic number to clinch the AL West is down to one. Oh my goodness, does that feel good to say. Thank you all so much for making Lockdown Rangers your first listen every single day. If you're not already, you can follow me on Twitter at Bryce Patrick. You can follow the show at Locked On Rangers. Hit that subscribe on YouTube. We are going for 3,000 before the playoffs start. Hopefully, we can get there. It'll be like 102 days, so maybe maybe we won't get there. But maybe by the time the Rangers roll around there, if they win the AL West, which is entirely possible tomorrow, we can go ahead and get there. Before we get into this episode, this episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Now, the Texas freaking Rangers are playoff-bound. After the most, it's so over two games in a row, I think I might have ever experienced in my entire life. An 8-0 blowout on Friday. A 3-2 bullpen disaster of a game on Thursday. The Rangers are heading to the postseason while the Mariners are Dunsky. They are Dunzo, Donoruski, absolutely gone. And the Texas Rangers, at worst, are going to be the third wildcard team. I think... I think that's guaranteed that they're going to be the third wildcard team or win the division. I think it's just those two scenarios in play. Not entirely sure, but for all intents and purposes, that's where we are today because those, unfortunately, those bums uh, known as the Arizona Diamondbacks lost the first two games of their series against the Houston Astros. Absolutely wasted opportunities in both of those games that they probably could have, and uh, I don't know if it was the Rangers, they they would have won, because they had no problem winning games against the Rangers when the Rangers played them, going 3-1 and one against them. Um, totally rude. Incredibly rude. Just not cool. Actually, yeah, I think it was 3-1 and one against them, but just totally not cool, but it doesn't matter. The Rangers have one game left this season. It is against those stinking Seattle Mariners. It is with the division on the line, but tonight... Tonight, an incredible display of intestinal fortitude after soul-crushing losses that would have destroyed lesser teams, which the Rangers have suffered a lot of soul-crushing losses this season. This team is just built different. They are built entirely different. They are beat-boot baseball robots who are programmed to shake the most bone-crushing losses off and come back and just annihilate the freaking Seattle Mariners. And not just the Seattle Mariners, Mariners throwing out their number five or whatever. Story. This was Luis Castillo, a guy who's going to get a lot of Cy Young votes this year. They have they faced Luis Castillo, 
who is a guy who does not walk a whole lot of guys and had, let's be honest, an incredibly generous zone. An incredibly generous strike zone. The top of the zone was was there for him. The bottom of the zone was there. I mean, the zone was expanded in like three inches in every direction. And what did the Rangers do to him? They pulverized him. Two and two-thirds innings, five hits, four runs, all of them earned, four strikeouts. So he was getting some swings and misses. But five walks. This is the Texas Rangers offense. This is what they do to people. This is what they do to the best of the best of the best. They will wear you down. They will grind you down. It doesn't matter how big the zone is. It doesn't matter how many balls and strikes are called against them. They will not expand the zone. And this is the thing that frustrated me the most about this offense the last couple of games. It's not that they were doing badly. It's that they were making those pitchers work and they just weren't quite getting the big hit across. But in this game, they did. They got the big hits across when they needed it, and they got it from everybody in this lineup. Shout out to Nathaniel freaking Lowe. Shout out to Robbie Grossman hitting in the three-hole in the game, you clinch. What? DHing against a right-handed pitcher because he had gone three for ten against him in his career? I, I don't know that that was the entirety of what was going on. I feel like there might be some... Shenanigans, there might be something wrong with Mitch Garver. I I don't know. I, I just like pure instinct wise, it feels like oh Robbie Ten Robbie Grossman is three for ten with three singles against Luis Castillo in his career. That that felt like not enough reason to make him your number three hole hitter in a game you really just needed to win. Like it just did not feel like the move. But it worked. They got a single. They did go one for five, but got a leadoff single that didn't end up mattering, but still worked some quality at-bats as he did, as did everybody in this lineup. Jonah Heim, a one-for-three day with a walk, a massive walk, a bases-loaded walk, three RBIs for him. The Rangers won six to one, and they got incredible contributions from everybody in the lineup. An RBI single from Leody Tavares, a couple of big walks for Evan Carter in this one, an RBI single for Marcus Simeon, who... Could have had a couple more RBIs, could have made this a little closer, if not for, honestly, shout out to Dylan Moore for the catch of the season in that inning where the Rangers had already dropped four on the Mariners, had driven Luis Castillo out of the game. Marcus Simeon hit a line drive to left field, shallow left field, 95 miles an hour off the bat, had an expected batting average of 930, would have surely scored two runs. And Dylan Moore makes an incredible play to keep it 4-1. Now the Rangers would go on to score one more run in the fourth inning. We would stay 5-1 until they poured one more on in the eighth inning. Could have had one more in the ninth, but they stranded Nathaniel Lowe with a leadoff triple. Unfortunately, it happens, but the Rangers were doing this without a single home run. The last week, their offense, it feels like, has subsisted almost entirely on home runs. But they didn't have a homer in this one. They didn't have a homer in the last game either. Um, They had two home runs as their only offense in the first game of the series, but they went three for 13 with runners in scoring position. I think that they did very, very well early on in this game. Should have been four for 13, if not for that Marcus Simeon, uh, you know, liner. But hey, this is what this offense did to people. This is why they were so successful. This is why this is the best offense in the entire American League. Oh, and by the way, they haven't gotten almost anything from Corey Seager in this series against Seattle. This is not me blaming Corey Seager. Far far from it. But it is more about the depth of this lineup. Seager has not hit well in Seattle in his career. He's hit well against the Mariners when they are at in Arlington. But in Seattle, for whatever reason, um, maybe maybe all of the good Seager at-bats were, were in Seattle were used up by his brother Kyle, um, which 
in, if that's the case, is very rude. Should have saved them for his little brother, who's much better than him, uh, to terrorize his former team. But I digress. This was a team effort. Literally everybody in this lineup, including Josh Young, having a huge, huge walk in this one. Some great defensive plays as well. I mean, and the pitching. The pitching in a game where John Gray was placed on the IL. We did get an update from Ken Rosenthal in the middle of this game that it wasn't as bad as you might think with a 15-day IL stint. My initial thought was, oh, dear God, John Gray is actually dead. His arm actually fell off. He's been you know, taken into a wormhole because that's <laughs> how things felt after the last two days. Um, but Andrew Heaney stepped up. When you have Andrew Heaney and tomorrow probably Martin Perez on the hill to step up when one of your starters goes down, that is a huge nod to the depth of this rotation. And by God, did Andrew Heaney step up in the biggest way possible. And I'm going to give him all the props he could ever want right after this word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by GameTime. GameTime is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, comedy, music, theater, and anything near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets, all in all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, GameTime takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. You can see the view from your seats before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event, even an hour after it starts. It's the best place to find last-minute tickets. Find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. With zone deals, you pick the section and GameTime picks the seats for an average of 18 percent savings and the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less game time will credit you 110 percent the different the difference so take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use code locked on mlb for 20 dollars off your first purchase terms apply again create an account and redeem code locked on mlb for 20 dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Shout out to the Everydayers for making Locked On Rangers your first listen every single day. On tomorrow's show, we'll be back to break down the final Rangers game of the season. The Rangers take on the Mariners tomorrow. You can catch every pitch of the hometown broadcast on SiriusXM. Just download the SXM app and search Rangers. Now, Andrew Heaney, in game 161, when he had been bumped from the rotation for a little over a month, comes in and absolutely dominates in the biggest game of his entire freaking life i don't i don't know maybe it's probably no definitely the biggest game of his entire freaking life four and a third innings one walk five hits zero runs two strikeouts incredible incredible work from him to get four and a third innings pitched like and he wasn't super efficient in the first couple of innings I thought they might pull him after two innings, and I thought if you can get two innings of of shutout baseball from, from Andrew Heaney, great, awesome, you did your job, salute, hat tip, well done. But he did more than that. He got into a little bit of trouble when it came to the fifth inning, had a couple of base runners on, and you think, oh no, oh no, things are starting to spiral. And Josh Boris comes in and says, don't worry, don't worry, I got you. I got you covered. I am here to to chill all of your fears. 
because this bullpen game was the game of the bullpen's freaking life. Two quick outs from Josh Spores. Did have a base runner in his second inning of work in the sixth, but it did not matter. He didn't get a single strikeout, but it did not matter. An inning and two-thirds, just one hit, no walks from Josh Spores. After a day where he struck out the side his first game back since coming off the IL in a zero-leverage situation, that was ideal to get him back and feeling confident. Cody Bradford comes in, says, I got you. I got you. Don't you worry. This five-run lead is going to be enough. It's a six-run lead. It's, oh, well, it's back to a five-run lead, but that's enough for you. An inning and two-thirds from Cody Bradford. Just one hit, one solo shot by Eugenio Suarez. The second-best, third-best, doesn't matter. The not-as-good-as-Josh Young third baseman in this league. The only run that the Mariners scored in this one. Two strikeouts for Cody Bradford absolutely exceptional work from him to get into that eighth inning and then on comes Jose Leclerc gets a quick out in the eighth inning to finish up that eighth inning and then goes on to the ninth inning where he gets a pair of strikeouts including the final out to send the Texas Rangers to the freaking playoffs Andrew Heaney in the biggest spot of the season coming up in a huge huge way Josh Spores coming up in a huge, huge way. Cody Bradford in a massive, massive way. And the Jose Leclerc redemption arc. The guy who was your closer at the beginning of the season. And then after the blown save in Cincinnati, in that three-game sweep, all of one-run losses where the bullpen just blew it. He lost his closer role. And he lost the trust of the fan base. He lost the trust of the manager and of his teammates. And slowly, but surely, he has worked that trust back. He is throwing harder than ever. Harder than ever. And he is throwing amazing baseball at the perfect time. Throwing baseballs amazingly. Whatever. You know what I mean. You know what I freaking mean. I mean, Jose Leclerc is one bad, bad dude. The velocity is way, way up tonight. His yearly average for his fastball is 95 miles an hour, and this game, it averaged 97.3 miles an hour. The slider, up 2.5 miles an hour. The changeup, up 2.2 miles an hour from average. He did throw one seeker and one cutter. They're both 3 miles an hour below his season average, but he threw them one pitch. It's it's not that serious. But still, the velocity, up. Spin rate, up. Nastiness, up. Intensity, up. Dog in him, way up through the roof the expected dog in him above average is astronomical jose leclerc wants the ball in that situation pitching for his fourth time in five games he said i don't care i got that gas i got that dog in me i'm gonna get those outs i'm gonna send the rangers to the playoffs and he freaking did it what a freaking outing from Jose Leclerc. What a freaking outing from this entire bullpen while all of us are sitting here, shaking, holding ourselves, maybe lying in the fetal position, crying on the floor, saying, oh my God, bullpen, please, please have one game where you don't blow it. I believe, I believe this is the time. They freaking did it. A five-run lead, the offense did not stop with one run or two run or three runs. No, they got all six runs they could have had probably a little bit more but it did not matter this pitching staff said i know we've goofed in the past we've been in a silly goofy mood in clutch situations before but today we're in a super serious mood we are going to get you those outs we're going to get this team to the freaking playoffs and we are going to 
do some damage or maybe not, but it doesn't freaking matter because the play the playoff drought is done. Luis Castillo on the mound, who cares? Matt Brash being thrown in there doesn't freaking matter. Gabe Spire, Saucedo, Munoz does not matter. The Rangers got runs off the three best pitchers on this Mariners team. They got four runs off Castillo. They got actually all of their runs. They only they only scored against the best options for the Mariners. One run off Matt Brash, who threw a crap ton of pitches and is probably not available for the final game. 35 pitches to get one inning. Two walks, one hit, one run off of him. Yeesh, that's a lot. Andres Munoz threw one inning, allowed one run, one walk, two Ks. Didn't matter. Rangers weren't able to score off of Gabe Spire or Bizarro or Sosteo or Topa, but they got the runs they needed to win the freaking game to go to the freaking playoffs. This team is there. They have overcome so much, and they are not done yet. The job's not done yet. They're not satisfied. Even though they partied tonight, they know there is one more win to get because you cannot trust those bums in Arizona to do a darn thing for you except for ruin your freaking night because unfortunately they clinched the playoffs. Honestly, a terrible morning to the Arizona Diamondbacks tomorrow. I hope they get swept in the playoffs for their crimes against the Texas Rangers this year. But coming up, we're going to look at what it took to get this team here and why this is so, so, so incredibly satisfying. But first, let's word from our sponsors. Shout out to the everydayers making Locked On Raiders your first listen every single day on tomorrow's show. Like I said, I'll be breaking down game 162 against the Mariners. The Rangers take on Seattle. You can catch every pitch for the hometown broadcast on SiriusXM. Just download the SXM app and search Rangers. Now, there is a good reason that I check my phone occasionally when I pause to take some ad breaks. And good thing I did because I just found out some news, uh, which you definitely already know is that Dane Dunning is going to be starting game 162 on short rest for the Rangers. Holy crap. Wow. What? What? Wow. Fantastic. Maybe the Rangers knew something we didn't when they pulled him after seven innings of shutout baseball against the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim on 87 pitches, and they threw Chapman in there, and they threw Leclerc in there, and they ended up getting the win, which was their last win before last night. And you thought, okay, you need every single win you can get, but uh, maybe you should have let Dane Dunning go a little bit longer. Um, but they didn't, and that was fine. And it ended up being uh, not as close a game as you thought because the Rangers dropped three runs at the top of the ninth. But again, hopefully the Lurk was already warming, so you know we don't have to rehash that entire thing. But Dane Dunning on short rest for game 162. Let's freaking go! I thought it was going to be Martin Perez in game 162. That's not going to be the case. That's fine does not matter. Dane Dunning has been exceptional this year. He has been the Rangers' best pitcher. Honestly, he's been the most consistent pitcher. Not not best in terms of per-start basis, but in terms of the whole of the season, Dane Dunning, exceptional. George Kirby, Dane Dunning. I got my money on Dane freaking Dunning. I could end up looking stupid, but I don't care. I don't care. The Mariners have nothing to play for. They have absolutely nothing to play for. They are a team that at times has looked very, very hopeless. And if the Rangers can get on George Kirby early, I don't expect this offense to put up much of a fight. What? So that they can watch the Astros win as opposed to the Rangers? Watch the team who they dominated as opposed to the team that dominated them win the AOS? Why should they care? They shouldn't care. 
honestly, Mariners, just be chill, bro. Just be chill. Don't worry about it. Rangers probably shouldn't have to worry about the Arizona Diamondbacks. They probably aren't going to worry about the Arizona Diamondbacks and what they're going to do, whether they're going to win or lose. The Rangers will be playing at the same time, so you can't really scoreboard watch if you're on the team. Rangers fans, of course, we will all be scoreboard watching every single second of that Astros and Arizona Diamondbacks game just to watch the bum Diamondbacks with probably a you know C-string lineup run out the scale. It's so annoying because the Diamondbacks actually had their two best starters pitch on these games. They had Zach Gallon go in Friday's game and they had Merrill Kelly, the only two starters they have that are worth a crap go and the offense just couldn't do a darn thing because they just didn't care because it didn't freaking matter because the Cubs didn't win enough. Um, Shout out to the Cubs for not doing enough and the Fish for doing too much. Um, Unfortunately, we're not going to get that game 150 whatever resumed in for an inning in uh new york because of that rain out on thursday night uh that would have been fun it would have been really silly and fun but it does not matter because the texas rangers are going to the freaking playoffs they are doing it they did the dang thing they won it i expected 85 wins at the beginning of the season they are at 90 possibly could get 91 possibly could win the aos i thought 85 wins was aggressive i thought maybe this team is probably going to be challenging for a playoff spot maybe they'll make it maybe they won't they made it job done i know it looks bad i know this collapse has been bad i know uh my twitter has been extremely unhinged as have most of our twitters honestly i did warn you that my tweets are gonna be more and more unhinged as this team got closer to the playoffs I, i gave you fair warning because this team makes me unhinged when they are close to actually doing things that matter. They are there. They have done things that matter. They are going to the freaking playoffs because they are the best team in the American League West. They might not win it. They might goof around and and lose it on the last day, which would suck. That would be incredibly frustrating. Um, but they have been the best team in the AI West all freaking season. They have the highest run differential. They have the best offense. They have, well... When it was healthy, they had, they honestly, they have a better starting staff right now than the Astros do. Like, they just really do because the Astros staff is not that good. Like, it's just not. They have Framber Valdez, who at times can be really good and at times can be lit the heck up. They have Justin Verlander, who, despite being 87 years old, is um, still pitching really well. And they have a bunch of flammable, not great guys outside of that. The Rangers team deserves, this Rangers team deserves to win the AOS. They have been the best team. They are going to the postseason. And you know what? Even if they lose two out of three to the Twins in the wild card round, this is still a successful season. Evan Carter has known nothing but playoff baseball in his major league career. Bruce Bochy has gotten 100% of the teams he has managed as a Texas Rangers manager to the the playoffs. Chris Young has built nothing but playoff teams in his tenure in charge of the Texas Rangers as the GM. That's sensational. I hope all of those streaks continue. I hope they extend for a decade. Um, well, I don't know if Bruce Bochy is going to be managing for another decade, but he might be. He might be. I hope Evan Carter spends 20 years in a Texas Rangers uniform and never misses the playoffs. I hope that's true. Maybe it won't be, but maybe it will be. Who freaking knows? There is no reason not to be excited about this team right now. It was a painful slog to get to the playoffs. It was brutal these last two months. They're filled with lots of ups and downs. There's been a lot of reason to doubt this team. Honestly, there has been. Like, they have had a brutal stretch of it where 
you doubted if they were going to even make it to the playoffs. They made it. They are there. They are in the freaking dance. Now we all know, once you get there, it is such a crapshoot. It is such a crapshoot of if the best team actually wins. The Rangers had the best team in baseball in 2012 and in 2011. Heck, they might have had it also in 2010 as well. They were one of the best teams in 2015 and 2016. The Rangers have never won at all. This team is as talented as any of those teams. It obviously has a bunch of holes, obviously. There have been a lot of injuries to starting pitchers, but there are still a whole lot more that are plenty capable. Jordan Montgomery is your game one starter. That's not bad. Nathan Eovaldi, even though he did get lit up, his velocity was back, and he looked really good in that game. I know. I know what happened. I know exactly what happened. But Nathan Eovaldi, that was a hugely good sign for a future game. Heck, he might be your game one starter, honestly, at this point, because if he is back to having Nathan Eovaldi peak stuff, that is a game changer. You have two game-changing guys atop your rotation in Jordan Montgomery and in Nathan Eovaldi. And I'm not banking on this happening, but if it does happen, if Max Scherzer does get back and your top three is Max freaking Scherzer, Jordan Montgomery, Nathan Eovaldi, that's sensational. That's as good as just about anybody in this playoffs. Heck, no. That is as good, if not better, than everybody else in this entire playoff picture. And by the way, the bullpen is kind of figuring it out. I know they had a blow up on Thursday. I know it wasn't pretty on Friday. But in Saturday's game, I mean, you've got your closer in Jose Leclerc. He is throwing at the right time. And as much as I have bemoaned and berated and besmirched Aralis Chapman, and he's done that plenty himself, if you throw him in the right situations, he can be a very good bullpen piece. Just, again, never again on back-to-back days. And you also have guys like Cody Bradford who can step up. You have guys like Josh Bores who can be very electric. You have Matt Bush on the roster, too. Matt Bush is now on the roster. He was warming in this one. I thought we might get to see him in this one. But he has gotten big outs in playoff games. He knows what that's like. Unfortunately, it cost uh, a dear friend to be DFA'd. But, you know, it's fine. It's fine. It is the price of doing business, of being a good freaking baseball team. That is what happens sometimes. And the Rangers are saying, we are getting to October no matter what. Now they are there. They are not just going to be playing on October 1st. They are going to be playing after October 1st. And maybe they will be able to do what they haven't done in their entire franchise history and win the whole freaking thing. This entire team deserves to be there. What a journey for Marcus Simeon, for Corey Seager, for Robbie Grossman, Adolis Garcia, Nathaniel Lowe, Josh Young, Jonah Heim, Lily Tavares, Evan freaking Carter. I mean, everybody in this one stepping up. Literally every single player who took the field in this game was monumental. Mitch Garver. Doing what he did this year was monumental. Ezekiel Duran, the games he helped the Rangers win. Josh Smith, the games he helped the Rangers win. Travis Jankowski, the games he helped this Texas Rangers team win. Everybody on this roster doing work. Heck, even Bubba Thompson. He he played 37 games for this team, which is kind of easy to forget that because it's been so long. Sam Huff coming up with some big moments. J.P. Martinez coming up with some big moments as well. Austin Hedges bringing the best vibes off the bench I think I might have ever seen. But so many people doing so much work to get this team into the playoffs. 
hat tip to Will Smith for all the games he kept on the rails before he kind of imploded down the stretch. I mean, if not for him in the first half of this t- this team, I know the bullpen was an absolute gosh darn mess the entire year round, but and Will Smith is a mess right now. But you got a hat tip for the 22 saves that he did get. Honestly, like where is this team without those saves by Will Smith when the rest of the bullpen was an entire disaster? While Jose Clerk was figuring it out, while Josh Spores was figuring it out, while Jonathan Hernandez was an absolute unmitigated mess, and now he's not. Like this, this bullpen is finding its form at the right time. The starting pitching is finding their form at the right time, and this offense. I mean, a game like this, it was. You know, it ended up being a five-run win, but it it felt incredibly close. And if they had sealed it with a win on Thursday, that would have been really nice um, for them to do that. And this was the game that won you the AOS. That would also be super nice where game 162 didn't have to matter. Unfortunately, that's not the timeline we live in. But they are playing in these close games, and they are winning them. I mean, that series against the Mariners last weekend, not this one, but the last one, those were a lot of close wins. And this, that's a thing that this Rangers team hasn't done a whole lot. And they are figuring out how to make those close wins against good teams. Those were a lot of close wins against a lot of, uh, against a very good team in the Mariners last week. And they won all three of those games. All three of them were close. Now, they didn't necessarily need to be that close. It would have been super chill if they were just blowout wins. And uh, my heart palpitations could have, you know, chilled out. But that's not how this team does business. This is going to be... A wild up and down ride throughout the playoffs. Every game is going to be like this. They're all going to be incredibly stressful. But no matter what, no matter what happens with the rest of this season, this team did it. They got to the freaking dance. They were one of the best teams in baseball all year. They might get a bye in the first round if they can take care of business against this Mariners team in game 162. That would be huge. It would be huge. They would need it. Maybe they can get uh, John Gray back for the ALCS. That's what it seems like the timeline is going to be. I think game five of the ALDS is the fastest you could have him back. Um, so hopefully the Rangers can just, you know, win the first three games of the, can win the AOS tomorrow. That's step one. Then win all three games of the ALDS uh, very early on. Um, that'd be great. Um, and then John Gray comes back for the ALCS, starts there. Maybe Max Scherzer's back by then, and maybe maybe John Gray is your number five starter or number four starter. I mean, who knows? Who knows at this point? Anything is possible, but what is not just possible, not just probable, but definite is that the Texas freaking Rangers are going to the postseason for the first time since 2016. This is episode 931 of Locked on Rangers. I have never done a a podcast about a playoff team, but I'm freaking gonna, and I am stoked out of my mind. Oh, I've covered this team for 10 seasons, five seasons hosting this podcast. And now finally this team that has not gotten anywhere close to playoff hopes in my 930 episodes, episode 931, we clinched it. It's done. Job done. Let's have some freaking fun in the playoffs. It is going to be a wild ride. It is going to be buck wild. It is going to be nerve-wracking, exciting, dramatic, painful, and beautiful. And I can't wait for every freaking second of it. Thank you all so much for riding this roller coaster ride with me along all season and through the playoffs. And until next time, don't forget to enjoy first place 
Texas Rangers playoff bound baseball.